Hi there, everyone. Welcome. I'm excited to be sharing some word with you today. And my name is Jennifer Steiner. I am pastor at House of Joy. It is a church. It is DNA is really just a house of prayer. Um, house of Joy is off Isaiah 56-7, where he says, God promises he will fill us with joy in his house of prayer. So uh, we are a praying church. We are a Holy Spirit loving church, and uh, we just love him and allow him to flow as we go. And I'm so excited that I get to be here with you on Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network. Uh, this network is founded by Apostle Kathy Coppola, a mighty woman of God, and so full of his love, so full of his power. And I am so honored to be a part of this network along with all the other broadcasters and um, just getting to share the word and all of us eating together at his table, amen. So I am honored that you are taking the time to spend with me and um, let's just, yeah, get ourselves ready, sit at the table. We invite the Holy Spirit, we invite you Jesus, we invite you Father, we invite you God <laughs> to sit at the table with us and feed us your word. So open your heart, get ready to receive what God wants to feed you today because we know that we don't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So um, yeah, let's take a moment, open up, I'm gonna pray and I'm going to have us dive in. Uh, I did share a message uh, previously, and so this is kind of going to tie into it, but be a whole new, whole new focus. So, um, yeah, Father, we just come before you. We thank you that we get to come boldly to your throne and sit at your feet, just like, <laughs> just like Mary sat at your feet and you said, oh, she chose the better thing to just sit, to slow down, to be still. Lord, I ask for help right now <laughs> to have a little bit of that stillness. How about a whole lot of that stillness for each one listening, that we'd be able to be undistracted. The right now is at a time that we are fully filled in your glory, uh, completely protected in your peace, that we are in that secret place with you in heaven. And I thank you, Jesus, that your blood covers us. I thank you that each one is clean and righteous and precious because you have made us so. And I just, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for salvation. We thank you, Jesus, that we are robed in righteousness. We thank you, Jesus, that you have healed us. You have saved us, that you have redeemed us. We thank you, God, that we are free from every curse. We thank you, God, that even as your word goes forth, God, that it goes to deep places, that it cuts places that need to be cut, that it pierces the hearts, God, and it gives us fresh life, fresh encouragement. God, I thank you, and I invite you, Holy Spirit, take over. I submit myself fully and completely to you. I have nothing unless it is you who gives through me. So I am here for you, and I love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, we dive on into this living word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, yeah, if you get background noise, I, I, I live in downtown Los Angeles. I don't live, actually. I used to live in downtown Los Angeles with my husband. But our church here, I am at the House of Joy. We are in downtown Los Angeles. So every now and then, you can always get some sirens, some loud sounds, some yells, some screams. <laughs> it's city living, so I love it. Um, but that's what it is in case you hear that. 
Um, so on the last, just what I was talking about. <laughs> on the last message, um, I was in Hebrews 12 with y'all, and this was the scripture. And I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off of part of what this scripture says. But Hebrews 12. Verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. The race God has set before us. And this is the key verse right now that I want us to focus on. It says in verse 2, we do this, we run this race with endurance by keeping our eyes on Jesus. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Even the fact of like, how do we get rid of the weights? How do we get rid of the sin? We keep our eyes on Jesus. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Those other things get starved when they're not given all the attention that they desire. It's we keep our eyes on Jesus. We fix them on him. And sometimes that takes some discipline, right? It's a choice. Sometimes uh, in certain seasons it's easier than others. Um, but that's what it says. We keep our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So I'm going to stop with that. Um, and want to have us go into this beautiful way that we get to run the race of faith. We know that Jesus, uh, while he was here in human form, was fully God, but fully human. Um, right? He's not here in human form right now. We're the ones here in human form, <laughs> full of him. But um, he now, it's, it's, right? it's invisible. He is not seen. I look around, I'm like, oh, he's right here with me. He's right there with you, but he's not seen. So how do we keep our eyes on Jesus? Hmm. Well, we're going to look, we're going to see what are some helpful places that we can look to, to truly actually begin to fill our eyes our eyes are gates our eyes are powerful whatever we let into our eyes affects every part of our being our eyes are not meant to look at anything that is not of god our eyes really shouldn't be taking in anything that a child wouldn't be looking at somehow when we get older all of a sudden we think oh well i'm grown now i can handle this i can handle that i'll make sure my kids don't watch that or that person doesn't see this but no God's been revealing to me lately like that he says, like, become like a child. Be childlike. Do not offend your spirit. Do not offend the Holy Ghost by watching things that a child wouldn't watch. By watching things, hearing things that God wouldn't watch. And he's really, I know for me, he's been... I, I, I do, I, for a long time, I, I really guard my eyes, and it's, it's been life-changing. I, I mean, I've something's on or it's a song in the store, anything. I'm, my husband knows. He's like, I'm like, I got to get out, got to turn it off. can't do it. It really affects me. And uh, But it, I had to train myself to be like that. And I still have to be careful, right? Got to be like, nope, shut it down, shut it down. But it honors God and it keeps us from getting entangled in those weights and those snares that easily trip us up. Oh my gosh, music, movies, social media, whatever it is that we're constantly beholding with these precious eyes that he gave us affects everything 
everything. And so God gives us the very clear, simple answer. Keep our eyes on him. So I, I love that the previous chapter, Hebrews 11, there's this little snippet there when it talks about Moses as he was living his life of faith, um, right? Listening to God, walking by faith, not by sight, simple obedience. God said, right, like, he told him to do all kinds of things, and he had to just listen whether he wanted to or not. So that's, right, we all got to just listen and walk by faith. But it says in uh, Hebrews 11, verse 27, it was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger, and he kept right on going because his eyes were on the one who is invisible. His eyes were on the one who is invisible. And all of us have access because we've been built and wired by God to be able to tune in to the spirit. We are actually more spirit than we are flesh, but we need to tune in to the right channel. The enemy wants us paying attention to all the fleshy things that we can have quick pleasures, that we can have quick fixes to calm us, to numb us, to satisfy our fleshy desires. But that has to be put down. It has to be subdued. It needs to be trained and disciplined. And um, because then we get more tuned in to the very real Jesus right before us, to the very real spirit realm right around us. And we start to pay attention, and then we don't long. We no longer get tossed and shaken up. We no longer feel confused. We we no longer have this like, oh, I'm being, I'm anxious, I'm fearful. All of that, a lot of the times, starts to come on. I mean, I've seen that in my life. If I get lazy in my time with God and just fixing my eyes on Him, when I fix my eyes on Jesus, as Moses did, he says he was able to keep right on going. So I'm going to lead us into a, some spots um, of where we can fix our eyes on Jesus in a very, like the physical aspect of Jesus, in his glory. It is breathtaking when we get to just behold him. And we become more and more like whatever we behold, whoever we spend more time with, the most time with, we become like, right? Like I know, say, like you become more familiar with them, right? You could recognize someone that you spend a lot of time with in a crowd. Like thinking of like, say your best friend, you spend a lot of time with them. Or my sister, I know like we'll have the same mannerisms. We will sometimes say the same thing at the same time. Same with my best friend. People are like, you guys are creepy. You say the same thing at the same time. And it's just because we've spent a lot of time. In the spirit, we've prayed a lot together. So we also will have confirmation. We'll hear the same thing at the same time. But it's been years of creating that bond together. When I see, as right, my husband, a, a, a reaction on his face or a look, right, or I hear his voice, right, I instantly know, oh, that's my husband. He's in the room. Oh, I see him walking in the crowd because I have studied his walk. I know how he moves, right? So even if you're close to somebody that has, say, a strong fragrance, they have a perfume, a, you know, a scent about them, you get close to them and you hug them. And sometimes they write, they leave, and you're like, wow, okay, I kind of smell like that person now. Well, we get to be all rubbed up on Jesus as we behold him. 
And I just, I just feel his presence, like that holiness. He's like, yes, he's like, he misses some of us. He's like, we just behold him and we get to absorb the glory of his presence, the light of his face. We get to see and the way he moves. We get to hear the beauty of his voice. Like his, it says it's like many rushing waters or we most commonly know it as that still inner voice. But we need to calm down the turbulence. We need to be still and know that he is God. We need to turn some things off and come back to just knowing he is God and keep our eyes on him. And then we begin to, oh, we get to get rubbed. Like he's, he's, he's Christ. He is the anointed one, the one who is smeared with oil, the anointing that breaks the yoke. And when we stay close, when we worship, when we pray, when we sit before him, I just want you. This life has much to offer, but I just want you right now. I'm even going to put down the serving. I'm going to put down the good things for a moment. I'm just, I just want you. I can't move until I have more of you. And his oil begins to get on you. His oil begins to oh, cover you. You begin to change. You begin to smell like him, right? And we want to be more and more like him. So as I mentioned, whatever we behold, it's the way God made our ear and eye gates. But we're talking about eyes today. So whatever we behold the most is what we're going to talk about the most. It's what we're going to look like the most, what we're going to act like the most. And so we need to behold this one who gave his life, Jesus Christ, going to the cross, dying, rising again, so that we could also die and rise again to be his forever bride. He loves us. He didn't come just to get, you know, just kind of help us out. No, he came to get a bride. He is in love with us. He is burning with fire for us, but he wants a committed bride that is set apart and not having like this whole love affair with the world and all of its ways. He's like, wash yourself, wash yourself. And we do this by coming back to him <laughs> and just falling in love. So we're going to look here about, because I'm an artist, um, actually, before I ever was called into ministry at all, um, I'm a, I've been a full-time artist all my life. And God's been amazing to me and in that whole path. Um, and I love visual things. So I'm sure many of you out there, like it helps when you have some visual reference. And then you can just, as it's said, you see it. And right in the spirit, it's really very simple. It doesn't need to be complicated. If I were to say, there's a pink elephant, all of a sudden you see it, right? Even though you don't see it in front of your eyes. Yeah, it's a pink elephant and it's growing larger. Easily, you can start to see that. Oh, pink elephant growing large. Okay, yeah, I see it in my spirit. Talk about something like um, lemon meringue. Oh, you like, right? You feel like a tanginess in your mouth, like lemon meringue. Because we're able to, like, words are powerful and they create images on the inside. And that is how we get to see in our spirit, man, what uh, God is saying in His word. So I just use, right, two just random words but we're going to go now to the more exciting part of being in the living word his word that is sharper than any double-edged sword right his word that is like fire his word that is sweeter than honey his word that heals us his word that changes us so i just love it like when i go into the word i just i like to honor it for what it is that it is light it is sweet it is 
oh, it's, it satisfies. It is my food. I want it to pierce me. So I just, yeah, the same for you, right? As we open this up, let his fire burn. Let his word touch us. So I'm going to Revelation 1 because I want to get into this, um, some descriptive visual uh description of what Jesus looks like in his glory. And some of you may already be very familiar with this, but right, the Bible is already, it's always about you just repeat it again and again and again, and it gets better and better. And there's more revelation and it gets rooted in deeper and deeper and deeper. Amen. And that's what we want. We want to have this word living in us. And I know <laughs> when I read from places about his glory, like, I mean, it's 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 intense. Like I, I I can just feel it so strong, and and so I'll pray. We'll see if I can be normal, but um, <laughs> I don't mind if I'm not. But I just I'll feel His glory so strong, His presence, just honoring this place of saying, Jesus, I want to look at you. I want to look. I don't want to just hear about you. I don't want to just talk about you. I want to, and I don't want to just hear it from someone else's revelation, but I want to, I want to go here firsthand for me. So what I like to do sometimes is put like some like soaking worship on, but there's no words. And that way I can really just, it calms, right? Soul, any busyness. And then I'm able to just breathe, slow down, and just say, Jesus, I welcome you. I'm here to just be before you to sit before you and gaze at your beautiful glory and just worship you, to adore you. I want to be changed by looking at you. So um, here we go. Revelation chapter 1, verse 13, I think is where I will start. Uh, so it says, And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. Remember, this is John. He's the one receiving this vision. Jesus, his desire is to reveal himself to us. Those that are the lovers of Jesus Christ, he likes to reveal himself. So here he's doing this. It says he was wearing a long robe. So see that, see it, feel it, the long rope, and a gold sash across his chest. You can picture that, right? The gold sash. His head and his hair were white like wool. To see the purity, absolute white, shining whiter than any other white. Pure light. Head and hair was white like wool. And sometimes, uh, if you're not familiar with like meditating on the scripture, it's biblical all over. It says that we are to meditate on the word of God. And meditation, uh, it really comes from the Hebrew word hagah, and it's to mutter under your breath over and over again. You just It's this repetitious thing. It's a slowing down. So sometimes I will just stay on, on one little phrase. Like his head and his hair were white like wool, and I'll just stay there. It could be for 30 minutes. You just stay there, and it goes deeper and deeper. It becomes more and more real, right, as you just behold those words that are living and active. And he begins to, he's like, oh, you're honoring that. 
Oh, what we honor, we get access to. What we honor in this beautiful word, he takes us. It's like a trap door that we just fall down and we're like, whoa, I just got sucked into the word. It's so alive. <laughs> it's so fun. So I suggest like setting some time aside when you can and just go real slow. One sentence. Give yourself some boundaries. Um, so his head and his hair are white like wool. We have the robe. We have the gold sash. And his eyes are like flames of fire. Woo! If you can just gaze into those eyes. <laughs> For, I mean, uh, no, I can't just stop right now. But like, I mean, I could, but I won't right now. This is for you to do. <laughs> so, but I, I feel that, that, that presence, like just, just even the fact that we choose to look to him. Oh, he just allows us to receive from the fire in his eyes. His eyes are like flames of fire, right? Representing this, oh, it's just that pure fiery love. It's pure. It is holy. There's nothing off in it. There's no dross. It is, oh, it's fire. You know how like campfires, like you can't look away from it. It's like you just get mesmerized. You got to keep watching the flame. It's beautiful. So that's like his eyes. You just look and you're like, I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> I just got to look at your eyes. <laughs> and you just get sucked in and um, all consumed with his eyes, the fire of his eyes. It says in verse 15, his feet were like polished bronze, refined in a furnace. Sometimes I like to look up those like images um, on say Google or something and I'd be like, what is, I need a visual image right now. What is bronze refined by fire look like? And wow, right, beautiful. Sometimes if we have trouble seeing uh, imagery, it helps to have that, that reference. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, like this is your, wow, Jesus, you and your glory. Wow, you just see the beauty of these bronze feet. Bronze is beautiful when it's in the fire. And it says bronze refined in a furnace and his voice thundered like the mighty ocean waves. Whoa. And like you can just hear, if you just allow yourself to just open up, you don't have to like make anything happen. You just like, oh, I hear your voice like a child. You're like, I just, he says, become like a child. Humble yourself and just become as believing with childlike faith that we can hear his voice. Like, oh my goodness, right? It thunders like mighty ocean waves. Just think of if you sat on the shore of the ocean, right? Another spot where you can't pull away very easily because you get so enthralled with the beauty and the sound and it is calming as the waves crash. And we're reminded as we sit on the edge of the shore of how little we are in the midst of this gigantic ocean that is so powerful and so beautiful. And just remember, this is his voice. He gives us natural things to be able to have somewhat have a little snippet of what he's like. Wow. So his, his, I just feel his presence. So excuse me, but that, um, just let his voice, you could sit there for again, 20, 30 minutes, however you can do five minutes, whatever we have. I know some of us, we have so much going on, but whatever we give him, oh, he will fill it up full. He loves when we look at him. 
not just asking him for stuff, not just using him for things. We're like, he's like, no, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, that one and that one. Oh, they really love me. Like me, they want me for me. And oh, he loves it. He loves it. He loves it. Um, right. You love it when someone's like, I just want to go out with you. I just want to have a lunch with you. I love to hear your voice. Right. When someone calls, I just love to see your face. I miss you. Like this is Jesus. His heart's like, oh, you just sit before me <laughs> and you just get to gaze at me. And so there we go. Just let that, that you could sit there and just uh, like, even again, you could use a real reference. You could have ocean music, waves crashing. And you just realize this is the voice. This is like the voice of the Lord. And then that starts to get built in on the inside. You don't have to use a reference or a photo. It starts to become so real. You're like, oh, it's calming. The voice of the Lord is like thundering mighty ocean waves whoa just crashing over crashing over strongholds crashing over worry whoa smashing depression discouragement any of that stuff i just feel like his waves are just coming over you coming over some of you now whoa that he just touches you whoa and all that stuff that seems so big haha <laughs> it just been it crashes his voice says no no i just i heal them get off like whatever needs to get off he's like Oh, let my waves crash upon you. I am removing it now. I am removing it now. Whoa, just let him crash upon you. Thank you, Jesus, for touching each one that is watching. Thank you, Jesus, for opening up their ears and their inner spirits, like to hear God. Thank you, Jesus. And then it says, he held seven stars in the right hand and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth and his face was like the sun in all of its brilliance. I mean, it just gets better and better. Like, I don't even know. I, I, I can't even get past this. So, like, the, um, I just love that. The sharp two-edged sword comes right out of his mouth. So picture how sharp. It says in uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that his word is sharper than any double-edged sword. So if we can picture it, the sharpest sword that would just cut through anything without effort, really, it's like, psh, his sword comes right out. And as we get close to him, bam, woo, that sharpness comes right through us, right through our soul. It says that it judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. It says that it, it, it divides between soul and spirit. And we want this word, this truth, right from his mouth to come right in through us. Woo, right in through us. Whoa, just picture the point of the sword coming right before you. And in the natural, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. And it is a little scary. You're like, whoa, but it's Jesus. You can trust this sword. You can say, God, I want that sword to plunge through me. God, I want that sword to cut me. God, I want that sword to prune me. I want whatever needs to go to go because God, you know what needs to remain. And I, oh, I ask that, that, whoa, I ask that you kiss me with that sword of your spirit running right through me. Whoa, it's so good. He is so good. His word is so good. We want the truth and nothing but the truth. We're not going to make up versions about him. We have a description of who he is, what he looks like in his glory to gaze upon. 
And remember, all of this causes us to become more like him. It causes us to begin to forget those things that weigh us down, forget the sins that used to trip us up. We get to stay focused. We get to be changed. And we get to finish this race by staying in love, staying focused on him. So this beautiful sword plunges through us as we oh, as we get close. Remember that sword, if you're far back from God, like, well, I'm kind of comfortable just looking, I'm kind of comfortable just hearing about him, then you can watch Jesus with the sword in his mouth from a distance and wave to him. But he's like, he wants us to draw close to him. He says, come to me. And as we come to him, that sword that is coming out of his mouth goes right through you. Are you able to say, I'm going to come close, God, and I want your word to convict me. I want your word to change me. I want your word to correct me. And sure, there's the sweetness. Oh, and there is the refreshing that comes from his word, the strength from his word. But we've got to let it do all of its work. Come close. Let that sword penetrate you even now. It hurts so good. And he sets us more and more free. It's beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. And I love this reaction here. This is the normal reaction <laughs> for those that encounter the glory of God, the true glory of God, manifest glory of God in his light, in his like a, just a greater intensity of a, a physical manifestation of his presence. This is what happens. It says in verse 17, it says, when I saw him, when John saw him, what I was just describing, it says, I fell at his feet. Woo! I fell at his feet. We cannot stand in the glory of God. We fall. <laughs> we fall whether we want to or not. And if his glory was even stronger, right, I'd be flat on my face. It just... He had this amazing, oh my gosh, such an encounter. And I know I've had some of those before, right? And I'm sure some of you have too, where you're like, I can't speak. I am stuck to the floor. There is this holy reverence, a holy awe. It's like you're flipping out full of joy and pleasure. And like, sometimes you can't even laugh though, because it's such a holy moment. And it's the glory of God. So it's not like he's like, oh, I'm going to fall on my feet now. No, it is a, it's a re reaction that just happens. He fell on his feet as if he were dead. I remember I was a Baptist girl growing up, and I never saw the power of God move. I never saw the gifts of the Spirit flow. I just thought you go to church, kind of read the Bible, you try to act really good, and you sing some hymns. And so I, I never knew, like, the power of God. I never knew all the manifestations of different reasons why people did things. So I thought... It was weird. I mean, I was like, ooh, and I was kind of, ooh, I don't understand. And I remember the first time I saw somebody like in a suit laying on their face on the ground of a hotel at a conference with Reinhard Bonnke. And I didn't know who Reinhard Bonnke was at the time, and maybe you don't either, but uh, right? Like, I mean, really well-known evangelist who brought the gospel to so many. Um, but I, I remember that was the first time I saw someone laying on their face. I'm like, oh, why? Like, you're in a suit and you're on the floor of a hotel? But it, I didn't realize that's worship in the glory of God, that you get on your face and you humble yourself and you just say, I'm all in, God. I give you my life as a living sacrifice. And I mean, now I'm like, I'm, I can't wait to get on the floor and just worship him. But I had no understanding. I had not been yet uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. I had not yet understood some of these things. So when we're looking from the outside, it can all be very weird. You're like, 
I don't understand. But the thing is, God knows how to bring us in. I know he got me. <laughs> he eventually got me. I definitely had some questions. But, um, yeah. Um, but so he, back to John, he fell at his feet as if he was dead. He says, I fell on my, no, sorry. I fell at his feet as if I were dead. I mean, this is an intense, like, out. Like, whoo. Wow, but I love this. This is our beautiful Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, what does he do? Jesus comes and he lays his right hand. Let's think of all the glory we just spoke of, all the beauty and bigness and majesty of Jesus. And in that place, he lays his hand on John as he's on the floor. Woo! And he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And you can think of his voice and those mighty rushing waves from the ocean. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He touches him. He says, I'm the first and the last. I am the living one. I die, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death in the grave. Write down what you have seen. So with that, I love that our Jesus well, we know him in the one form of reading through the Gospels when he was here in the flesh. And we know that he suffered everything that a human suffers and yet did not sin. But he knows our frailty. He knows your weakness. He knows the pain of what you're going through. He endured it and he took it upon himself on the cross so that you could right now experience this very glory, the wholeness that he died to give you. And this is what he does. He says, I reveal myself to you. If you will look for me, I will reveal myself to you. And what does he do? He reveals his beauty. You stand in awe and wonder and you worship and he begins to touch you. This glorious God begins to put his hand on you, on your back, on your head. Feel his hand now reaching out on your heart that feels broken, your anxieties that he wants to heal right now bringing peace. And he just says, don't be afraid. Whatever you are facing, don't be afraid. He's like, you've been looking at me. Do you see who it is that is with you? It is me, Jesus. Do you see who it is that is in you? It is me, Jesus. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. He says it all throughout the Bible. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. So whatever you're going through right now, Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. And just let his hand rest. Jesus, we thank you for your hand. Whoa, resting, resting on our bodies. Resting, God, in those places where we need your touch, God. Just resting. So after this, this, this encounter with seeing him, and sometimes God will just show us things, right? He just wants to get to know us, us to know him. He knows us, but he wants us to get to know him better and better. But I, right there it says, write down what you have seen. So we want to remember that when we have encounters with the Lord, when we have these beautiful visitations and where we're weeping and we're shaking and we're laughing and we're, we've seen him in a way that we've never seen before, we want to honor this special moment by writing it down. We want to write it down. And, it, and we want to then also hold it within our hearts. Let's not be quick to just put stuff out there. 
um, we want to ask, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? It is, is it a message for a certain group? Is it a message for my church? Is it a message for me? Is it a message for, you know, like you want to ask the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I think people get excited because they saw something the Lord gave them. And then it's like, I'm going to tell everybody, look what, it, look what happened. And God's like, no, just I'm going to give you direction on who to share it with. And sometimes it's not sharing with anybody. Sometimes he's like, I just want to test you. I know he's done this with me. I want to test you. I'm going to give you something and have you not share it because I want to know that you're trustworthy to keep my secrets, that you're trustworthy to uh, just obey in those things. And um, so just a reminder, if you haven't been writing down some of the things, open a journal, start a new journal, and just even, even engage in this. I'm just going to fix my eyes on you, and I'm going to have a journal of what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, what God has shown me about him, because it never gets old. It is crazy that you can read the same scripture and gaze upon the same Jesus, and he continues to show you more of who he is. It is an exciting life to be a lover of Jesus Christ. So yeah, write it down. The more you honor it, the more you get. The more you honor it, the more you get. I know in dreams, I'm not, I haven't always been a big dreamer. I'm more like I get visions when I'm awake, when I'm in the Word, and I'm like, I can just close my eyes, and he'll like, it's like an active dream, and I can ask him questions. He'll show me things. That's normal to me. Dreams have not always been common for me. So, but I'm, I hear, you know, so many people have dreams all the time from God. And so I had heard, they're like, yeah, you need to write down your dreams. You need to honor the little bits of dream that he gives you and ask him about it. So I, I started doing that, writing it down. And sure enough, he kept started, he kept giving me more dreams and more detail. And um, so this works. That's why God told John, write it down, write it down. We want to honor what God shows us and gives us. And let it right sink in, and then we share as he directs us to. Well, I've already gone slightly longer than I had thought, but, you know, Holy Spirit, however he wants to flow. But I get it so excited, as I'm sure you can see. <laughs> oh, when I have the word before me, I just, I could keep on going. Um, I think what I'll do, though, I'm going to stop with that bit of glory uh, vision. Um and I, I wanted to have us go through also in um, Ezekiel more of uh, Jesus on the throne. And, oh, my light's changing. Hello. So <laughs> come into the light. So, um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Sorry, I'm pausing out. But, uh, yeah, he's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so I would suggest if you can take a moment and just remember, right, the review is from Hebrews 12. Uh, I think that was verse 2, where he says, "Keep we, we go through this race, this life, by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on him. And, of course, we can be in the Word to do that. We want to constantly be in prayer, just have conversation. One of the best ways, though, is to pray his Word back to him. And it puts us in full alignment with his Word. And then we become in full, like, this full matched up vessel. Um, pray his word back to him. And um, like you might have heard it said, pray, read the word. Uh, really powerful to do that. Um, and then of course, worship. But I was just highlighting 
this place of meditating on his glory, taking it very slow. I'm just going to review this. You might take one element of his glory, like the, his eyes, like flames of fire. You could set a timer. I love setting a timer because sometimes my mind can be like, oh, I've got to get this done, that done, that done. And then I, it helps me have a little bubble that's protected. And I'm like, okay, I can stay focused until the timer goes off. So you might want to try that. Put on some calm soaking music that works for you, that you just feel like it helps just calm you. Set your affection on him. Say, I'm going to spend 10 minutes just focusing on your eyes of fire or on the sword coming from your mouth. You just take one little bit, and each day of the week, you could focus on a new element of who he is. And whoa, it's going to just build. <laughs> and you'll have fresh faith, fresh encouragement, fresh endurance to be able to continue onwards with whatever you are in the midst of in this life. Because he promised it's a struggle, but that we have overcome it by keeping our eyes on him. So I pray that that blessed you. I pray that you enjoyed uh, just hearing um, uh, hearing the word and, and, and that you received, not just uh, uh, words, but that you received from his spirit and that he touched you. Um, so I'm going to pray out and Father, I love you. We love you. Each one listening, God, I bless them in your name, Jesus. I ask God that you send a great appetite Whew. right now. Whoa. Just send it right in to their bellies, this appetite to gaze upon you, to fix their eyes on you, to have private time alone with you, the lover of their soul. He's like, oh, I love you. And as you gaze upon me, I make you whole. Come, come, come to me. Come, come, come to me. You will even begin to feel ecstasy as you remember me and my love. My glory shines upon you. <laughs> it changes everything about you. Sit before me and see my hand upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, thank you, Jesus, for your glory. I thank you for looking at each one and just tenderly drawing them in. Oh, you're so glorious and so magnificent. And we can shake in your presence and have that holy fear of you. It's amazing that at the same time you choose to touch and to draw us near. We thank you, God, for your tender love, your tender mercies. And we thank you, God, that you would reveal your glory to each one. I pray, God, that there is a, an impartation of greater sensitivity in the spirit realm, a greater ability to see in their inner spirit, man, who you are in all of your beauty, God. So I just bless each one of you, whatever you are walking in, just let the glory of God begin to heal. Let the glory of God begin to seal um, all of his goodness on the inside and just calm anything that's been coming against you. Again, we do it by setting our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. He will finish what he began. So God bless you. Thank you for joining and listening today and have a beautiful night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>